Hey everyone, welcome to the Cornerstone Church Podcast. Our prayer is that through this message, you will find the Father, a family, and a fulfilling future. Be sure to connect with us online at Cornerstone Church Social to keep up with all things Cornerstone. Thanks for tuning in. They rise against me 
Stone, welcome to the pre-show. I'm Donnie. This is my wife, Jordan. Hi. And we're here today to have some fun yeah. and share all that you need to know about this week of being a part of the Cornerstone Church family. So Jordan, let's like dive right in. Yeah. Well, first things first. First off, if you are new here, welcome. We are so excited that you have chosen to worship with us today here at Cornerstone. Please drop um, I'm new here in the comment section and our Cornerstone hosts will welcome you with open arms and help you get connected um, with everything that you need you'll fill out a new here card um, just so that way we can keep in touch with you this week and kind of make sure that you're doing okay and follow up and have some great conversation and seriously it only takes a few seconds to fill that sucker out and we're just really looking forward to the opportunity to get to know you yeah, and to that end, let's just like start by getting to know a little bit more about one another right yeah. now. Uh, down in the chat, uh, tell us who is watching. Let us know who you are. Let us know where you're worshiping from. We'd love to hear where you're worshiping from. Me and Jordan usually are in Highland Square in Akron. We stay in the square. Yeah, uh, but do. let us know down in the chat. And who knows, you might discover some church family that live right by you or maybe they're new friends. You know, Donnie, it's almost as if you knew where I was going to go next. Almost. Maybe. So here at Cornerstone, we are starting something very new and exciting. Personally, me and Donnie are very excited about because we'll be hosting one. Oh, I should say that microphone. We'll we be will. Hosting. Uh, we are starting home churches. Now, it's just such an exciting time. Uh, so with Cornerstone Home Churches, we're going to start them through our communities. And we need you, your friends, your family, your neighbors, your co-workers, and especially you. Uh, we need all of you guys. If you are interested or would be willing to open up your home on Sundays or honestly any day for that matter because we're online now so you can view it whenever and wherever. Um, if you would be interested in doing that and inviting a few people to join you, um, of course, we hope that you will hop online at cornerstonechurch.family and fill out that connection card that so we can get connected with you so that way you can start doing a very a home church of your very own right inside your home and start welcoming people. And so this is just a step in the direction that we can start doing life together again amidst COVID and all the craziness that it brings. So we're super excited and really hope that you'll 
to take advantage of that opportunity. Yeah, we are really excited about this home church opportunity mm-hmm. to really be the church. And we yeah. have some awesome ideas for community and connection that we're going to be exploring through home church. And guess what? They include you. Mm-hmm. Now, these aren't exactly new ideas. You see, following Jesus's death and resurrection, the first few hundreds of years, the church all happened through home churches. If you look in Acts 2, for instance, you'll see that they were meeting together in their homes every single day, spreading the good news of Jesus far and wide. They cared for the last, the lowest, the least, and they loved the world as Christ loved them. And so we are going to do the same thing. We are going to love the world as Christ loved us and care for everyone in need in our community. And so this way of doing church changed the world once, and we honestly believe that it could change the world again. So to check out more information and to sign up to be a home church, head over to cornerstonechurch.family slash home church. Yeah. In the meantime, Cornerstone Online is not going anywhere. We are keep doing it and you know what? It just keeps getting better and better every week. Thanks to our production and worship team. You guys are killing the game. Um, Now, every Sunday, we're continuing to worship together live on Facebook, YouTube, and Church Online. And just an FYI, uh, the live experience over at Church Online is built especially with you in mind. And guys, me and Donnie did Church Online on Sunday, and the video quality so much better. There's zero issues. You don't have that temptation just to keep scrolling through stuff. You're there, you're plugged in, and it really elevates uh, your Sunday experience. So I really hope that you'll try worshiping with us uh, using that platform either this week or whenever you feel comfortable doing that. And it is so, so good. If you use the link cornerstonechurch.info slash live, you're right there. It's so easy. So Jordan. Yes. Would you think it's fair to say that we are an on-demand society um you know a lot of other proof i think it's ever-growing list of streaming services like podcasts and so and seriously so on so i feel like that pretty much answers that question Yeah, no, for sure. And we could honestly debate as to whether that's a good thing or not, the pros and the cons. Um, But what we really want to do is really redeem these modes of communication because there are definite positives and there's also big negatives. But what we want to do is do exactly what Jesus did, where he takes uh, modes of communication, he takes things and he can redeem it in order to spread the good news of the kingdom. And so because of this, and the fact that we know today's world, uh, each person's schedule, habits and responsibilities are unique. um, We've basically made an entire cornerstone experience available on demand to fit the specific realities of your life and so we really want to redeem this but we want to provide ways for you to stay connected to Mm -hmm. your local community which is cornerstone absolutely now teaching content worship music virtual experiences for kids and teens are all available any day of the week and on so many different platforms. So whatever your favorite platform is, whether that's uh, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, we're on it. We're plugged in. TikTok. If you guys have not seen the next gen TikTok last week, 
kind of popped off. It got a little, like a little, a little viral. Not, not baby a lot. viral. It's a baby viral. Mini viral. Viral for us. Yes. So it's amazing. It and it keeps growing. So if you haven't subscribed to us on any platforms yet, please check us out. Find us. Um, Honestly, what are you waiting for? It improves your social media experience. Even um, there are current in-person opportunities for you to take hold of to volunteer um, and be a ministry partner. Um, and there's also online opportunities for you to be a ministry partner. We are seriously doing everything in our possibility to make sure that you can stay connected and be involved. And there are resources and everything you need to connect on our website. Yeah, before we move on from this point, I wanted to share some encouragement and challenge from a worship leader. Her name is Brooke Liggertwood. I never know if I'm saying that correctly, yeah, but right she's a, a worship leader and an author, <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, she's honestly sang some of our favorite worship songs. But look her up. You'll see what we mean. Anyway, recently she posted this. Screen fatigue is real, but so is the benefit and beauty of staying connected Mm -hmm. to the heart, vision, and teaching of your local church. Keep cultivating the discipline and habit of leaning in. Community is both a grace and a choice. Man, that's good. That is really good. Seriously, that is so good. It is so important to stay connected to the local church. So beat fatigue, stay connected, and take advantages of the many ways that Mm -hmm. you're available to explore, grow, and share your faith along with your Cornerstone family. Man, I can't stress that enough. It is important to stay connected to community. You know, there's that word again, and we hear all the time where that phrase is Cornerstone family. Now, this is a term that we use uh, around here at Cornerstone of just affection and identity uh, that we use all the time because that's how we see um, ourselves as brothers and sisters in Christ and children of God accountable to and for one another. And we just like we love you guys so much and we want to love you the way Jesus loves you and gave himself up for us. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the ways this informs who we are and how we live is through radical generosity, Mm -hmm. stewarding our time, our talent, our treasure for God's glory and the good of his people. Mm -hmm. You see, Jordan, I know you know this, but I'll just say it for the people at home in case they don't. But giving and serving is our culture. Mm -hmm. It's in our DNA here at Cornerstone. Stone. So think about this. Uh, what you keep is all you have. And mm-hmm. really what you keep is all you have and you can only do so much with it. But what you give, God can do immeasurably more with what you give um, and whether that be your time. Mm-hmm. your talent in serving or, you know, giving in monetary financial right. things. But we'd love for you to experience what God can multiply yeah. um, through your obedience and trust. Mm-hmm. All the info you could possibly yeah. need on the what's, the why's, and the how's uh, to give right now are here. Uh, <laughs> and then they're on our website and our web host will yeah. be able to provide links for that. But really, we give and serve holistically with our yeah. time, our talents, and our treasure. So if you're giving this week, this is the perfect time to do so. Absolutely. Now there is just a few minutes left before we go into our online worship experience today. Now, 
just real quick, if you're just now joining us, first off, welcome. So glad you're here. Uh, let us know down in the chat that you're new here and our online hosts will connect with you and get you some tools in your hands so that way we don't ever have to forget your name. Um, now, if you have kids, teens, or friend or family member with special needs, our Next Gen Ministries has some really great opportunities for them. You know what? I'm not going to try to speak with them because on those things because, honestly, I'd steal you wrong. But you know who wouldn't? This guy. So, Donnie, Hello. can you tell us a little bit more about our next-gen opportunities? Yeah. So, as the next-gen pastor, I just love the opportunity to work with our amazing next-gen uh, teams yeah. and MPs as well as build relationship with all our uh, next-geners. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. really amazing. It's really a fun time. Our Sea Kids online experience is live today, mm-hmm. right here, right after the service. Uh, don't go anywhere. Just grab your kids, and the Sea yeah. Kids online experience will start right up immediately following. Uh, the live service and along with lots of more fun uh, Jesus-centered stuff available on our website we have a virtual studio C and we have a C kids families Facebook group yeah Uh, and then you can follow along with students Uh, we have a whole thing happening there Mm -hmm. Uh, you can follow our C students at cornerstone next gen on Instagram and we have some big news I don't know if you know actually I know you know but I don't think they know for youth, it is comeback season. Mm, So youth group returns in person on October 7th. And I know I'm talking really loud, but it's because I'm stinking excited (laughs) about it. We've been praying about it. We've been thinking about it. And we know that this is the best step forward for our students in in how we can disciple them in the way of Jesus. So Mm -hmm. October 7th, we're coming back in person. I'm so excited. You can follow our next gen Instagram for more info, or you can or you can email me. uh, And then I will add you to the parent email list that I've been compiling. And so um, if you want to stay connected that way. Mm -hmm. And then additionally, finally, we have our Shining Light group for friends of all ages with special needs. Uh, They have their very own community and team ready to welcome and love them. As always, our website has all the info and all the links you need. We have some mm-hmm. awesome stuff happening with Shining Light as well. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot. There's always a lot happening with Next Gen, and it's always amazing stuff. Now, three weeks ago, we welcomed a new lead pastor and launched a powerful series and entered into 21 days of prayer. Now, over ourselves, over our families, over our communities, and over our church, and it has been amazing. Now, it has an incredible start to a new era here at Cornerstone. It has helped us launch and take a very big step forward in this new uh, Cornerstone history that we are, we all get to be a part of. Um, now today, as we are concluding uh, this series in the 21 Days of Prayer, we are actually going to have a prayer drive-through. And so this event is from 1 to 3 p.m. in the parking lot of our offices. It's 2717 South Arlington Road. Come on, if, if you're watching at the 9 11 service come on down after and we can't wait to see you and you if you're watching at the five or seven we really hope that we had an opportunity to pray over you and uh be a part of your family yeah and today is the finale of our series milk Mm -hmm. and honey giants and wolves and the title for today's message is undersell over deliver. Yep. God uh, consistently over delivers on his word. And in the last three weeks, man, he's 
done just that. Mm-hmm. So we're flipping things around for a bit today. And by faith, we believe God is going to change lives during the time mm-hmm. worshiping together today. Uh, we're going to grow together. And as we get things started, we're going to revisit some of the inspiring, challenging, and exciting experiences that we've been given over the last awesome. three weeks. Yeah. What a God we serve. Yeah. Jordan, are you ready? I'm so ready. I'm ready. Here we go. Jesus. 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 I can't imagine anything more satisfying than knowing that the results of my obedience to you and our obedience as a church fill you with joy in the Holy Spirit. I know that is happening right now because my heart is filled to overflowing too. defeat giants, overcome the wolves, and start to see the initial parts of the promise. What a God you are. What a God you are. What a God you are. You always over deliver. real-time results of your promises are even being fully realized right now. But just enough to let us know that your power is as great as ever. And your love is directing our attention and your resources our way. I love you and I'm in this for the long haul. We are taking the land. We are taking the land. We are taking the land. Amen. 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 Well, what's going on, Cornerstone Church? It's good to see everybody. Good to be worshiping with everybody today. Man, awesome to kind of relive the moments from this first series. We were just talking beforehand. We can't believe we're already at the final week of this series. It has flown, flown, flown by. But hey, we want to let you know, if you're new to Cornerstone, please make sure in these moments you connect with us, okay? We want to know that you're here. We want to connect with you, uh, let you know about all the good things that's going on here at Cornerstone, even in the midst of the pandemic, even in the midst of not being able to meet in person. Um, We still have some awesome, awesome things going on that we want to let you know about. So connect with us in the comments. Please, please do that. Also, uh, if you're a a giver here at Cornerstone, now's a perfect time to go ahead and uh, make your donation to give right now. We are seeing life change happen because of your faithfulness and because of your generosity. It's making such a huge difference in our church and in our community. It's amazing um, just the ways that we've been able to bless people in our church because of your faithful and obedient giving. So again, thank you so much for that. Uh, Again, perfect time to give if you wanna go ahead uh, and make your donation to the ministry here at Cornerstone. Also, I wanna let you know, if you missed the pre before service, now is a perfect time to go, uh, well, not now, (laughs) later on, don't, don't cut in right now. After service, make sure you rewind this video uh, and you go back and see any information that you may have missed about uh, happenings and going ons at Cornerstone because there's always a lot happening, always so much going on. You don't want to miss out 
on that. One of the things that's going on is today is our final day of our 21 days of prayer uh, that we've been doing throughout this series. Uh, I hope that it's been a blessing to you. I hope these prayers have helped you every day, give you a little bit of encouragement, kind of help you stay focused on God and on stepping out and stepping into his promises and it's so cool. Today, we're actually going to be closing everything out with a drive-in prayer event at our church offices. Uh, that's 2717 South Arlington Road uh, in Akron. Man, we hope that you'll come. It's going to be from 1 to 3, uh, a time where you can come, and we'll just pray with you. We'll have different staff members. I'll be there, uh, different staff members who will be praying with you. Um, uh, if you need prayer for anything in your life, you just want to see people, <laughs> you can come drive through. We'd be happy to see you and pray with you. Uh, and really uh, uh, just enjoy one another's company for a little bit. So again, that's from one to three today. So man, I am excited. I am excited to preach today's sermon. This is uh, one that I've been looking forward to ever since we started this series of Milk and Honey, Giants and Wolves. What I wanna do from the onset here, what I wanna kind of kick us off with is I wanna read a little bit of scripture. It's from one of the passages that we've been focusing on, Luke 10. Uh, This is Jesus obviously talking to his followers. Uh, uh, You know, he's getting ready to send them out to go do some ministry in some surrounding towns. They've come back. They've come back. They've given the report that, hey, we we trusted you. We trusted in your promise, and we've seen amazing things happen. And I love what Jesus says in reply to them. This is what Jesus says to them. And I want us to just imagine for a moment that we are his followers in these pages. We are the ones that he is speaking to in this moment. Listen what Jesus says. This is starting in verse 23. Then he turned to his disciples and said privately, blessed are the eyes that see what you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings wanted to see what you see, but did not see it. And to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. See, I think that's such a perfect place for us to start because isn't that the essence of the promised land? (laughs) To, To be able to be blessed, to see and hear things that are so astounding, that are so amazing that Jesus himself is saying, you have no idea how blessed you are to see and to experience and to live through these things. That is the promised land. That's where we want to be, all of us. That's what we've been working towards. All three of these weeks have led up to this moment uh, uh, trying to step into the promises of God, to step into the promised land. So this can be the reality that we live in, that we can look at our lives and go, man, I'm blessed. The things that I'm seeing, the things that I'm hearing, the things that I'm experiencing, this is a blessing. I am seeing the promises of God come to actualization in my life. And today we're gonna be talking about exactly what that looks like whenever we realize we can trust and take God at his word. Like I said, I am pumped for today's sermon. I am so pumped. If you're ready, why don't you put it in the chat, put it in the comments, say, I'm ready, I'm ready. I'm ready to receive this word today. If you're ready, let's bow our heads and let's pray together real quick. Father God, we are ready to receive your word today. We are ready. We, your people, are here to hear a word from you. God, help us to remove anything that would fight for our attention in these moments, anything that would try to distract us from from hearing you right now. We know that you want to say something life-changing to us, and we don't want to miss it. And God, me as the pastor, I don't want to screw it up. (laughs) I don't want to screw it up or uh, say anything that's not from you. So God, bless my words and my thoughts in these next moments. Help me to clearly articulate what you so clearly outlined to me in the last few days so that I can communicate it clearly and that all of us, myself included, can be changed by the preaching of your word. 
We love you and we pray all this in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, today, if you are a note taker, our sermon title is Undersell, Over, Deliver. Undersell, Over, Deliver. Now, this is not something that happens very often. <laughs> it's normally the other way around. Like, let's put the over here and the under here, right? Oversell, under deliver. That's what we experience in life. That's what we all have countless experiences of, are people overselling something and the delivery is less than stellar, right? I mean, honestly, has anyone bought a house before, right? How, how often going through the home buying experience have you got to the house to look through it and you're like, to the listing agent, this is so much better than the listing said. Like, <laughs> you, you totally undersold this place. Like, it, it's bigger than you said, and, and it's closer to a lake, and there's a park nearby. This is incredible. It doesn't happen. Like, it just, it never happens. It never happens. It's always worse. <laughs> it's always worse. They, I mean, that's the, the running joke, is that a 500-square-foot house is called cozy, right? It's all just, it's real nice. It, it's cozy, and it's comfortable, because we live in a world where we oversell and we under-deliver. It's always the opposite of this right? It's always the opposite of this. Um, I want to see, I, I think we got some, uh, a little prop up here I want to use. Can I see that, Robbie? Thank you, Robbie, very much. This is, um, this is the world that we live in. We live in a chip bag world, <laughs> all right? We live in a chip bag world. What I mean is this, this looks like delicious, right? Some of you are probably salivating right now. I know I am. Like these look so, so stinking good. Um, I mean, it looks like it's going to feed all of us up here on stage. Like, this is a good-sized bag, except, except, and you already, you know where I'm going with this. Where, where do these chips start in here, right? Let's, let's open this bad boy up. Where do these chips start? Yeah, the chips are about right here, right, right there. The rest, just air. It's just air. You see this big, beautiful bag, and you think, man, this thing is just chock full of chips. It's going to be great. Then you open it up, and you're like, that's it. Like, that's what I'm working with for the rest of the night. Like, it's just not that great. And that's how it is in life so many times. Things look good. Things look full. Things look like it's going to be just overflowing. And then we get to it and we're let down. The experience isn't at all what we were hoping it would be, right? Because no one undersells and over delivers. I got to tell you, it's been really fun. It's been funny preparing for this message. Uh, I've been looking for different examples of this, of people just like overselling something and then the delivery is way less than. And we have just a few examples, just a few to go through that I, I, I thought were funny. Can we see the first one up here on screen real quick? So this one, this had me rolling. This had me rolling. So somebody was throwing a party for their kid, right? They're having like a little outer space party and so they wanted to buy some alien balloons. And this is what they were supposed to be getting, was this. That's what the balloon looked like when it was blown up. <laughs> like, do you see the discrepancy, right? This is the, the, the promise of what was sold and that's the delivery, not good. That alien looks like it's been stung by a hive of bees, right? It's just not looking good. So someone was clearly oversold and underdelivered here. Let's see the next one. Let's see the next one. This poor dude, man, <laughs> we're, we're coming up on spooky season and I want to let you know, if you're looking for an outfit or a costume, 
get it in person. Like brave, brave the virus because you don't want to end up with this, right? This is, this is ridiculous. So this guy um, orders the Spider-Man outfit. You can clearly see what he expected, right? This is, this is the promise. This is what he's expecting. That is the worst looking Spider-Man I've ever seen in my life, right? Like it reminds me, uh, my dad would always joke with my mom because she would shop at Dave's Deep Discount. And he would always laugh because he's like, Brenda, there's brand name, then there's off-brand, then there's off-off-brand. And he's like, that's what you're buying. Like some of these chips and everything you're getting are like off-off-brand. In this Spider-Man, that's not just an off-brand, that's an off-off-brand. That's like arachnid boy. That is not Spider-Man, right? So again, another example of this is the promise, it looks great, that's a nice costume, and the delivery is lacking, to say the least. Can I get one more? One more. Um, this one hits a little close to home. I will say we got the win on Thursday, but yes, we got to give credit where credit's due. Credit where credit's due. I didn't have a lot of faith when I was preparing the sermon earlier before the game was played, uh, but th- this, is, this is the promise every year, right? The Browns are going to be a force. This is going to be the year. This is finally going to be the year, and then the regular season hits, and that's what we get, right? Like it's just, it, it, there, there's, there's a discrepancy, right? There's a discrepancy between what is promised and what is delivered. And we see this happen all the time. We see it happen all the time. We live in an oversell, under-deliver world. Constantly we're not getting what we think we should get. Some of you, maybe you're in a marriage right now, where you feel like, man, I was kind of oversold on what this would be. Like, I I see everybody else posts on social media, and I see the the love that people have, and and the way that they make each other laugh, and the the good times and stuff, and that ain't it for us. Like, I'm, I'm reading posts about, oh, babe, you age like a fine wine. Our marriage is aging like milk. <laughs> like it is not, it's not going good. Like it's not going good. Things, things are bad. Because can I be real? And you know this, you know this. There's some of you out there. Can I be real? You see other people's marriages and how great it is and that's what you thought you were getting into and you don't know the last time you guys had sex. Can we be real? Because we are in church, right? Right, we can be real. Yeah, you don't know the last time that you've had sex. You don't know the last time that you have been able to make each other laugh. Not jointly laughing at a movie you're watching, but like actually make each other laugh. Hitting too close to home? Yeah, it's because we live in this world where we are shown all these amazing things and the reality is often way less than what we thought it would be right? Uh, what about college, right? You, you have an idea of what college is going to be and, you know, movies and TV portray it to be one thing and it's going to be awesome. It's going to be one big party and it's going to be fun. And then you go to college, it's not that at all. <laughs> like it's, it's hard. Like you've got papers to write and you've got stuff that's due and you've got classes that you thought were going to be like, oh, attendance is optional. No, it's mandatory. If you don't come for like a certain amount of classes, they're dropping you a letter grade. And then another one, and this is hard and it's difficult. And then you get out and you got to pay student loans and you're like, I was not told about this stuff. Like this is all different than what I was sold. I was sold something, but my reality that I am experiencing is something completely and utterly different. And can I be honest? Again, we're we're being real here. Um, How many feel like you've been oversold on God? Right? 
oversold on Jesus, on this whole Christianity thing. If you're being honest, you probably have been there. You may be there this morning saying, man, people, they talk about this life change. They talk about Jesus changing everything for them. They talk about habits that are broken and temptations that are gone now and this brand new life and these relationships that are restored. I don't experience any of that. I'm not seeing it happen. I'm trying. It's not that I'm not following Jesus. I'm trying, but this is what I was promised. This is what I'm experiencing. I was promised a bill of goods and I'm not seeing anything even remotely close to it. And you're wondering in your relationship with God and with your marriage and with your job and with school and all this stuff, you're going, is this it? Is this it? If, if you're there, if you've been there before, if you wanna be honest, why don't you put that in the comments? Is this it? Is this it? Is this really the, the promised land? Is this really as good as it gets? Everybody overselling and then under-delivering when it's time to pay? I've been there. I've been there numerous times in my life. We're not experiencing the milk and honey that we thought we would get. And I think, it's, I think this is so interesting. Man, the Bible, it just blows my mind every time I read it because the, the way that things are laid out in here and the way that God speaks, it's just, it hits me. It just hits me. And so in Luke 10, which is where we're gonna be today, we read about what it looks like to follow God, to trust in his promises and to watch them come to actualization in our life. That's Luke 10. Directly before Luke 10, in Luke chapter nine, the verses that lead up to Luke 10, you, know, you wanna know what they talk about? The cost of following Jesus. The verses that lead directly into Luke 10, which talk about the promise and the payoff of following Jesus, all talk about the cost of following Jesus, all talk about the whole, hey, master, wait for me, I, I, I'm gonna come follow you, just let me, let, let me bury my father first. And Jesus saying, hey, let the dead bury their own dead, come follow me. They talk about the cost of following Jesus, the, the, the things that you have to give up, the relationships you may have to cut off, the habits that you'll need to change, the things that you'll need to start doing differently. And a lot of us, we find ourselves there. We find ourselves stuck in Luke 9. <laughs> We're going, I, I feel the challenge all the time. I'm not experiencing the payoff. I'm not experiencing the promise of, man, overcoming and things getting better and God delivering and God coming through and God being a provider. Like, we're not in Luke 10 yet. We are still in the cost of following Jesus and it feels like it's all cost. It feels like it's all giants and wolves. It feels like everywhere we turn, there is more opposition and more hardship and more struggle and more bills that are due and more fights that feel unnecessary, but we're still having them anyways. And you wonder, when is this ever gonna turn? Is this it? Is this it? When am I ever going to see the promised land? And if that is you today, if you are one of those people and you're feeling like, man, I'm just, I keep slugging away at it and I, I'm not, not only am I not seeing the promised land, it's not even on the horizon. Like where is it? If that is you, I wanna remind you something that we've talked about in this series. And I just wanna bring it back to the forefront again today. The opposition that you are facing, the things you're going up against, they are not just opposition, they are opportunities, these are opportunities. These are opportunities to trust God in new, deeper ways than you ever have before, to push through, to keep fighting against the opposition, to keep fighting against the struggle because you have no idea what's on the other side of it. 
you have no idea what's on the other side of it. God has something incredible for you on the other side. I wanna tell you, keep trusting God, keep fighting, keep pushing through, keep, don't give up, don't give up. We just talked about it this morning in our rally before, before we started recording. Keep pushing through, keep pushing through. Don't throw in the towel, don't give up, keep pushing through because you have no idea what is on the other side of your giants and wolves. There is something great. So no matter what you're going through in your marriage right now, no matter what you're going through in your personal relationships, no matter what you're going through in your finances, no matter what you're going through at work, keep pushing through, keep pushing through. You have no idea what God is gonna do on the other side of your giants and wolves. And we see he does something because Luke 10 does come. (laughs) There may be hardship in Luke 9, but Luke 10 does come and that's where we're gonna be focusing in our remaining time today, looking at Luke 10. Luke 10 is a case study of what trusting God and trusting in his promises and seeing them come into fruition looks like. It is a case study. It is the polar opposite of what we have been studying in Numbers 13, right? We've been talking about Numbers 13 and the story of Moses and the Israelites and Moses sending scouts into the promised land to scout out the land. And, you know, God tells them, hey, I'm giving you this land the scouts come back and they go, eh, it, it looks pretty shaky. I don't think that we can take the land. There's giants there. The cities are large and they're fortified. And because of their unbelief, because they don't trust God's promises, they forfeit the promised land. That entire generation completely and utterly misses it. Well, Luke chapter 10, it's very similar to Numbers 13 for a while. Jesus promises, he sends out his followers and he promises them victory. He says, hey, the, the land is, is ripe, right? The harvest is plentiful. There are people out there who are ready to hear the word. And so he sends them out, he promises them victory. But the stories take different paths because where the Israelites didn't trust God, Jesus's followers did trust God. They did trust his promises. And we're gonna see what that looks like when we do trust God, when we do everything we've talked about through this series when we check our connection to God and make sure we are tapping into his power and not our own. When we realize that, hey, I'm gonna go up against hardship, I'm gonna face battles, but I don't need to be afraid of them, I actually need to be thankful for them because they're gonna make me into who I need to be. And then as long as I keep my attention, I keep my focus on God and I don't allow the giants or anything going on, my circumstances to change my confidence, it's amazing what we'll see happen and that's what we're gonna get into right now. Luke chapter 10, I want us to start in verses one through three and we're just gonna walk through this whole passage. This is what it says. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and he sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them the harvest is plentiful but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Go, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God has come near to you. The 72 returned with joy. And can I just, let's stop right there. I I love this. Um, It says the 72 returned with joy. I think this is so important because the 72 returned. How many did Jesus send out? 72. How many returned? 72. God is faithful. (laughs) No matter how bad the circumstances looked, no matter how deadly the wolves seemed, they didn't claim a single life. They didn't take a single person. And whatever your circumstances, I know it seems deadly. I know it seems scary. I know it seems excruciating, but I want to tell you, you can return from it. You can return. And how you walk through it determines if you return with joy. You can do that. 
You can do that. It's happened before and God will do it for you again. The 72 trusted God and they all returned. Not a single one was lost. So the 72, they returned with joy and they said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. Even the demons submit to us in your name. Again, this is a perfect example of what we've been talking about, checking your connection, making sure you tap into the powers of God. They submit to us in your name, in your name. His followers were very clear where their power came from, that this was not on them. This wasn't them being so great, them doing amazing stuff. They clearly were tapped into God's power the entire time and the entire way, focused in on checking their connection and staying hooked up to God and to his power. And then this is my favorite part, my favorite part of this whole uh, uh, bit of scripture. This is where we get uh, the sermon title for today. Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name, even the demons. Why, why did they say that? Why did they say that, that even the demons submit? Well, if we jump back and look at what Jesus said, what, what did he say? What were his marching orders in verse nine? Jesus told them, heal the sick who were there and tell them the kingdom of God has come near to you. That's it. That's what they were told to do. Go out. Heal the sick, preach the good news. That's it. But as they go out in faith, trusting God, trusting Jesus to be their supply, to be their provider, as they go out, they say, Jesus, it's better than you told us. It's better than you told us because you told us we would have victory. You promised something. You, you sold us a promise. And that promise was if we went out and we preached the good news and we healed people, we would see victory. Jesus, you undersold it. <laughs> you undersold it. It was better than we thought it was gonna be because even the demons are submitting to us. Even the enemy is running when we enter town. We've got the gates of hell on the run. It, it's better. It's better. God, you completely undersold this. You're over-delivering on your promises to us. God does that. God over-delivers. Why don't you put that in the comments if you believe that's true. God over-delivers. He over-delivers. His promises, as amazing and as good as they sound, they're better when they play out. <laughs> it sounds amazing. It sounds good. But whenever we see them actually take place in our life, we are blown away at his goodness and at his faithfulness and how he over delivers. And you want to know something, and this is another thing that I love too, because we think things like this are reserved for super Christians, <laughs> like for professional Christians. If you work at a church, then you can do cool stuff and you'll see God move in big ways in your life. You know, that, that's when God really does that. If you're Pastor Brenda, if you're Pastor Brenda, some amazing things will happen. If you're Pastor Jacob, some amazing things will happen. But that's reserved for those people, not for just your run-of-the-mill believers. But this is, this is what I love. And again, man, read your Bible. There's some incredible stuff. God will open your eyes to things you haven't seen before, I promise you. Um, in the chapter just before, Luke chapter 9, um, we actually see what we've been reading about in Luke chapter 10. We see it play out again, like prior to this. Um, and we see it play out with Jesus's 12 disciples, with his 12. This is what it says. We're going to jump back to Luke chapter 9, verses 1 and 2. When Jesus had called the 12 together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and cure diseases, and he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. So Jesus, in, in one chapter before, just before he sends out these 72 uh, to go minister in local towns, he did the same thing with the 12. 
Now, the 12, this isn't shocking that they were able to do these things. I mean, it's, look, it's capitalized. <laughs> like, it's capitalized in Scripture, the 12. It's like the Ohio State University, the 12, right? The 12 got together. You know who the 12 are. It's the OGs. It's the original, right? It's, the, it's Peter and James and John and Andrew and Philip. And so it's not shocking that they have the power and the authority to drive out demons, cure diseases, sent them out to preach the kingdom of God is here and to heal the sick. That's not shocking at all because they're the super Christians, right? They're the 12. That's what I love so much about this. As we jump forward to Luke chapter 10, again, after this, it says the Lord appointed 72 others, 72 others. Don't you love that discrepancy? Luke chapter nine, Jesus sends out the 12. (laughs) Luke chapter 10, after this, the Lord appointed 72 others. But guess what? The 12 and these 72 other nameless, faceless people that we don't know who they were had the exact same power and the exact same experience. Don't you kid yourself for a second thinking you have to settle for some second-rate Christianity because you're not a professional Christian. That is not the fact of the matter at all. God can do amazing things if we are just faithful. If we just step out and say, you know what? I'm gonna stay connected to you. I'm gonna realize there's gonna be fights and I'm gonna keep my focus on you. We will see amazing things happen. And it's not just relegated to me or to Rachel or to Barb or to Owen or to Matt or to Kristen or to Robbie. It's not just relegated to the people on the stage. That's open and available for everybody. For everybody. Absolutely. God, God is no respecter of persons when it comes to working miracles. He will work a miracle through anyone. He can do it in anybody's life. It's not just relegated to people who are super Christians and professional Christians, nothing like that. All we have to do is remain faithful. Remain faithful. It doesn't matter who you are. Let's continue. So Luke chapter 10, we're, we're gonna keep going down. So Jesus sends them out. They come back with the report saying, hey, look, even the demons are submitting to us. You are over delivering on your promise. This is what Jesus says, continuing in ver, uh, verse 18. Jesus replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. I feel like this is probably Jesus and them like, they're, they're like all recounting like battle stories. Like, man, you should have seen some of the stuff while we were out. We couldn't believe it. Like this happened and then this happened. And Jesus is like, man, I've, I've seen some crazy stuff too. Like <laughs> I, I saw Satan fall. Like I saw Satan fall like lightning. Yeah, I've given you this authority. I feel like they're, you know, they're just kind of having this moment. And then Jesus hits them with the truth. He's like, yeah, there, there's some incredible stuff you guys did. However, <laughs> however, don't rejoice that the spirits submit to you. Don't rejoice because of that. Yeah, that's amazing, but that's not where your joy should be. Don't rejoice that the Spirit submits to you. Rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Yeah, there's some incredible stuff. There's some incredible stuff that you're able to do because I've empowered you, but don't forget the promised land isn't about what you do through my power. The promised land is about what I have done for you. Like what I have done, that your names get to be written in heaven, that your sins are forgiven. Jesus constantly was blowing people's mind throughout his ministry as he was going into situations where people are like, wow, he's healing people. Wow, he, he's curing them and the, the blind can see and the lame can walk. And Jesus would blow them away by being like, you realize that's not the biggest deal, right? 
I, I'm, I'm forgiving their sin. That's the biggest deal. And that's what Jesus is saying here. He's like, man, yeah, that's great stuff, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Rejoice at what I have done for you. The promised land isn't about what we do for God, but what God has done for us, what God has done for us. And man, we will be, we will be so blown away whenever we step into his promises, even if you're going through hard times right now, if we step into them and keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing and keep believing, you'll be blown away at what God will do in your life. You will be blown away at what God will do in your life. He will over-deliver time and time again. My, uh, my grandpa, James Mason, man, he had one of the greatest uh, uh, perspectives on this. He was talking about in Scripture how Scripture will tell us that God will give us the, the true desires of our heart, that whenever we seek first his kingdom, whenever we seek God, that he'll give us the true desires of our heart. And um, he said how he's experienced that through his life, like he experienced what that truly means. And he said, man, whenever I started following Jesus and I'm in my 20s and I'm in my 30s, um, I, like I'm realizing the things that I'm praying for, the things that were so important to me, the things that felt like the true desires of my heart that I, I was like, okay, that's my promised land. <laughs> that's my milk and honey. I need these things to happen. So he's fervently praying for them. And he said, it's crazy how time goes on. And I'm not in my 20s and 30s anymore. I'm in my 60s and 70s and now in my 80s. And I'm realizing, looking back at my life, that those things I prayed for weren't bad but now that I'm at the end of my life, I'm like, man, those weren't the important things. Like those weren't, that was, those weren't the real promised land. Those weren't the real milk and honey. Those were nice little window dressings, but they weren't the real deal. And he was like, man, if I could go back to my 20s and 30s, that's what I would have prayed for. That's what I would have asked God for. He said, but this is the incredible thing, and this is how good God is. Because I was faithful, because I kept pushing through, I didn't know what I didn't know yet. I didn't know what I would need at the end of my life. I didn't know what life would find me wishing I had prayed for, but God knew, but God knew. And so God gave me the true desires of my heart. He gave me what I truly wanted. So whenever I would get to the end of my life, stuff that I never prayed for a day in my life, God answered it. He answered it because he over-delivers because he over-delivers. He constantly over-delivers. He's constantly giving us better than we deserve, better than we've asked for. He is always over-delivering on his promises. And again, that's something everyone can experience. That is not relegated to any individual person. It is only relegated to the faithful. That's it. That's the only requirement, being faithful to God, pushing through any hardships that come your way. And when you do, you will see that you will get true and better results, that you will get true and better uh, results from following God in your life. We just have to remain faithful. Continuing in verse 21. So Jesus tells them that, and then he says this. I love it. He kind of pivots from talking to them. And Jesus is just, this is so cool. He is so pumped at this moment. <laughs> like, Jesus is, is so excited. He's just finished talking with his disciples, and then he pivots from talking to them to start talking to his father. And scripture says this in verse 21. At that time, Jesus, full of joy through the Holy Spirit, and that word full of joy, it literally means, the, the Greek word literally means he was thrilled. He was thrilled. I can just imagine just the moment of hearing all these stories and realizing, man, they, they just trusted me. 
They just trusted me. And they, they believed that the promises I made to them, that I would deliver on them. And how excited that must have made him. Jesus was literally thrilled with joy through the Holy Spirit. And he said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned, and you have revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. Then he turns back to his disciples in this moment after thanking God, turns back to his disciples and he said privately, blessed are the eyes that see what you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings wanted to see what you see, but did not see it. And to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Amazing. You know what's more amazing? These words that we read at the beginning I said, try to imagine that he's speaking these to you too. He is. He is speaking these things to you too. This isn't just, he's not talking about the specific place and time with those specific followers and those specific disciples. Jesus is talking about believers of all time who live past his coming, saying, you have no idea what you get to live in right now. We, like right now, here in 2020, we are living in the over-deliver. Like we're living in the over-deliver of his promises. The stuff that we are experiencing, think about this for a moment. The stuff we get to experience are the things that Elijah, Moses, King David would have died to experience. They would have died to experience. They can't even dream of what we have going on for us right now. I know we often think about them and we think about the stuff they've experienced and the crossing of the Red Sea and the burning bush and fire raining down from heaven and going like, that's incredible. To them, the fact that we have the living God living in us, the Holy Spirit accessible to us, that blows their minds. (laughs) That's what Jesus is saying when he's saying, look, you do not understand what you're living in right now. And no, it's not because even the demons submit. No, no, no. You don't understand what you're living in right now because I can take your sins away. I can make you new people. I can forgive you. I can do an incredible work in you. Blessed are the eyes that see what you see because so many people have wanted to see what you see and they have not seen it. We right now, we are living in the over-deliver. We're living in the period of time where we can have relationships that have been broken and, and, and hurt. We can have them restored. We can have relationships that have been crushed. We can have them restored. We can have dysfunctions that have been eating away at us for decades. Stuff that happened to us whenever we were kids, that other people did to us, that other people said to us, stuff that affected us. We can have those things not just lose their importance, they can lose all power over us. Like these are incredible, incredible things. Blessed are the eyes that see what we see. Blessed are the people who experience what we get to experience. We can have our dysfunctions gone. We can have our addictions just completely taken away because we live in the over-deliver. We live in the period of time where Jesus' promises are constantly getting better and better as we see them come into fruition and actualization in our life. We live, why don't you put that in the comments? We live in the over-deliver. We are living in the midst of Jesus continually over-delivering on his promises to us. So yeah, Luke 9, maybe that's where you've been in your faith in the cost of following Jesus and you feel like it's all paying out and when am I ever gonna see anything in return? I wanna tell you, you just keep pushing. You just keep pushing. And no, this isn't any prosperity gospel. I'm not telling you you're gonna be rich tomorrow or anything like that, but you will be rich where it matters. You'll be rich where it matters. Keep pushing. 
Keep fighting for your marriage. Keep pushing in your job. Keep pushing in your relationships. Keep fighting. Keep pushing through the giants and the wolves, and you will see God over-deliver in ways you could have never imagined. Blessed are the eyes that see what you will see. You will experience the over-deliver of his promise. I want to tell you just, just personally how I'm experiencing that, okay? Just personally how I'm experiencing a personal peace in the midst of everything crazy that's going on. Because can we all admit that, <laughs> that things are nuts right now? Like the world is crazy. Even though there's some semblance of normalcy returning, we're still in a crazy period of time, right? Uh, apart from the pandemic, just everything that's going on um, in the news, I, there's the, the racial tensions going on, people still losing their jobs at an alarming rate. Um, it, as if we needed any more political polarization. Uh, if you've been watching the news, you see that Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg just passed away, as if that's not going to be a, a, another uh, dynamite stick thrown into already the political powder keg that is everything going on with the 2020 election. And in the midst of all this craziness going on, there's, there's been a lot of personal craziness because, I mean, I'm, think about it, I'm a, I'm a pastor. I get my paycheck um, specifically through tithes and donations. <laughs> it's a pretty scary place to be in right now in the middle of a pandemic. Um, there, there's a lot of things that are making me kind of feel just a little like, ooh, it's just, it's an unsettling time. For even some of the most structured, uh, uh, most well-supported people right now, they're seeing a little bit of unease in their life. But I know, and this is, I, I don't even know how to describe it. I have been experiencing such a sense of peace throughout this entire pandemic. It's shocking, really. God has just given me such a, a sense of peace. And the reason is, is because every other time in my past when I have been scared, when I've seen giants surrounding me, whenever I've seen wolves lurking, every other time that's happened and I've trusted God and I've relied and, and checked my connection and I've tapped into his power, and I've realized I can be thankful for my giants because they're gonna shape me and they're gonna mold me into what I need to be. And I keep my attention on God every single time that has ever happened and I do what I'm supposed to do. He's over-delivered. Every single time without fail, he's over-delivered. I look back at my life and I look at the church plant that we did in Cleveland, Ignite City Church, and I see how God over-delivered in the midst of that trial and tribulation that me and Jessica went through. I, I see the, uh, the, my time working at Allstate and what a blessing that was. And in the midst of a scary time in life where finances were very difficult for me and my wife, God over-delivered and gave me a job that supported my family and was able to help us not just keep our head above water, but be able to thrive during that period of time. I think about the circumstances that led me to coming back at Cornerstone and I see all of these things in the midst of hardship, in the midst of trial, in the midst of craziness. When I trusted God, when I kept my attention and I focused on him every single time, his promises came through and they were better than I thought they'd be. Every single time. And what I wanna tell you is that you can experience that same thing too. I'm sure we have tons of people right now who could post their testimonies in the chat who could post how God has been doing that for them too, how they have been seeing, even in the struggles and the hardships of life, they've experienced that God comes through in ways they never could have imagined and it's even better than what they hoped and dreamed for. But at the same time, I know there's some people watching right now, some people watching and listening to me right now who couldn't post that in the chat because they haven't taken that step yet. They haven't decided to put their faith and trust in Jesus. If they were trying to check their connection with God, there would be none. 
There would be none because they have never taken that step. And if that's you, you know I'm talking to you right now. And what I want to let you know is this is your moment. Right now, this is your moment. This is the moment that you have been waiting for. (laughs) If you're feeling that little like kind of warm flush feeling, it's because God is speaking to you right now. It's because God is letting you know, hey, I know you've passed me up before. <laughs> I, know you've, I know you've decided to go the route of the Israelites before, that whenever things got scary, whenever things got hard, you decided, you know what, I'll give that God thing a try later. No, 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 this is the defining moment. This is your moment. Do not let it pass you by. Don't let it pass you by. God is knocking at the door of your heart. Let him in. Let him in because I can tell you from my personal experience, I'm sure everybody up here, the tech team, we could all tell you from our personal experience, whenever you trust God, you take him at his word, mm-hmm. the promises that he has, they're even better than you could imagine. That's right. They're even better than you can imagine. Right. The new way you see life, the kindness that he can put in your heart, the, 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 the frustration and the, the unforgiveness that you have towards other people that he can take away, that he can heal, the wounds that he can heal, the childhood dysfunctions that he can take away and heal, the things that Jesus can do in your life, you have no idea. You have no idea. And you never will until you take that step. So as the band leads us in worship here in a moment, I want to tell you, and I'm not gonna try to say anything. I'm not gonna try to do the the classic sinner's prayer. I'm not gonna try to do any of that right now because I believe Jesus is speaking to you right now in ways that I couldn't. I believe he is pulling on your heartstrings right now. You can experience that. You can experience that. You can experience the amazing reckless love of God. You can see how beautiful, how wonderful, how precious he is. You can allow him to over deliver on his promises. You just have to enter into a relationship with him. That's it. That's the only prerequisite. You have to be following him. You have to be following him. And I want to tell you today, you don't have to even believe every word of it. You don't even have to believe every word of it. Some of the stuff, it's too good to believe. (laughs) Some of the stuff is too amazing to truly comprehend right now. You don't have to understand everything. Just start following today. Just start following him step by step, putting your trust and your faith in him and saying, Jesus, I don't understand all this. I don't get all this. I'm not even sure about the God thing totally, but you know what? I'm gonna try it. (laughs) I'm gonna try it. God honors the earnest seekers. And if you are earnestly seeking him, he will not let you down. He will fulfill his promises to you. And better than that, he'll over-deliver. He will over-deliver. Pray with me real quick. Father God, we follow you, the promise keeper. (laughs) We follow you, the over-deliverer. You do it all the time, God. And we are so thankful for that. God, I ask right now that anyone who has not made a commitment to you yet, that they would feel that warming on their heart, that they felt it throughout those songs, that they felt it as we were singing, that they felt there was something that they're missing, that maybe there is a promised land out there for them. Maybe there really is a potential and a purpose that they've been created for. And God, I ask right now that they would put their trust and their faith in you that they would look to you for guidance, that they would look to you for the power to make it through every day, that they would look through you to fight their battles, that they would look to you to keep their attention and their focus. And that by doing that, God, that they would experience the glorious riches of your promise, that they would see you are good on your word in every single way, and you're even better than that. You're even better than anything we can experience. 
So God, be there for them. Warm their hearts. Help them to make that decision to turn to you. And God, help us as their church to be here for them, to help walk them through the path because we know that giants and wolves can be scary, but man, whenever we're not walking the path alone, how much easier it gets. So God, help us to be the church. Help us to love and to accept and to be here for the people who need it. And we will give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise that no one else deserves but you, our promise keeper. Amen. 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 Look, I'm telling you right now, don't you even, I'm not kidding, don't you even think about closing that tab. (laughs) If you have made a decision, we want to know about it. We want to know about it. And I'm not just talking about a brand new commitment to Jesus. If you're someone who you've been following, but you know that you have not been where you're supposed to be, that when you've come up against giants and wolves, you've taken steps back, that whenever things have not gone your way, you've doubted God and doubted his goodness. And if he really does deliver on his promises, and today you're deciding to trust him again, we want to know about that too. We want to know about that too. This, this is how real I am about that. You think that we just throw this at the end of every service. This is how real about that. Get a, get a little notepad out real quick, okay? My personal cell phone number, 216-302-5517. If you've made a commitment to Jesus, text me. Don't even put it in the chat below. Text me. I want to know about it. I want to know about it. I want to connect with you. I want to let you know what's going on. We can go grab coffee on you, of course, not on me. Why would I pay? I'm a, I got a pastor's salary. You're paying. We just, we just bought a new car. I can't afford any, <laughs> can't afford any coffee. <laughs> but I'm for real. I'm for real on that. You send me a text. I want to know about it. I want to know about your recommitment, your brand new commitment. Uh, but don't leave here today without letting us know about it so we can walk with you so we can do life with you. Uh, But man, I'm just so excited. It's been a great day. It's been a great series. Thank you for being here and for worshiping with us today. You can now, wherever you're at, stand and receive the blessing of the Lord. May Jesus Christ, our God and our King forever, be with you this day and every day. Amen. Well, that's all for this week. Thanks again for joining us. If you'd like to contact us or find out more about our ministry, head over to our website at cornerstonechurch.info. Have a great week.